Yeah. Hello, Danny. Jonathan. Who? Jonathan Heyer. Remember, I used to throw a lot of work your way in the old days. Remember? Yeah, I remember the good old days. How's the gumshoe racket? Sensational. Top of the world. How's the mouthpiece racket? Hell, I'm such a good lawyer, I'm practically retired. Danny, you may not be interested, but I've got a job for you. I'm throwing a big bash for my 65th birthday. Well, happy birthday. Ten more years, you can run for president. <laughs> Stop clowning. There'll be a lot of important people here wearing a lot of jewelry, and I need someone to take charge of security. You think you can handle it? Make a thousand bucks for the weekend? I usually spend weekends at my country place, but maybe I can make an exception. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. And you are listening to Television Movie Night in February. A cold, yes. desolate... Chilly. Lonely February. Mark, did you get your vaccine yet? Uh, yes, I did, Andrew. I oh. uh, I am uh, pretty sure I'm not going to get polio. Oh, oh, I um. The vaccine distribution process is a little slow it's a little, where it's I little, live. Little, so. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a little slow. It's so uh, they got us. They got us to, to they, polio. They just got us to polio, polio. ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, by the ah. time we get the COVID vaccine. It'll be, it'll be COVID-19, 2119. Hey, oh. <clears throat> Saying it's uh, taking a while here at Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen. Is this a podcast or an oil painting? <clears throat> hmm. Coughing, not because of awkwardness, but because I'm dying of COVID-19. COVID-19. <laughs> due to a lack of doses of the vaccine, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, yes, Mark, would you like to take, would you like to, let's. You want to put some action on this? Put some action on this. When, All right. When do you think you will, not out of like to try and dog this bet, but when right, do you I think understand. that you will get access to the COVID-19, to the first shot of the COVID-19 vaccine? Give me a month. June. June 2021. Yes. You think that you'll be initiating the vaccination process by June 2021. Yes. Interesting. Do you disagree? I think it's going to be later than that. Would you like to put some money on it? I would. All right. How much do you want to put on it? $10. Okay. $10 that I Andrew say, currently owes me $20. I owe you $10. No, you owe me $20. And it is not true. What is the other 10 from? What were we betting on? Um, oh, here we go. I forgot. No, you said, first of all, if you're referring to the money that you sent me before, if you'll notice, I sent you that money back plus $10. Oh, well, all right then. Exactly. Oh, okay. Here we go. It's, all right. So Andrew currently owes me $10. We're putting another $10 on it. I think it's going to be later. Do you want me to just say later? Are you setting the line or do you want me to give you a guess as to when we will, you specifically will be getting a hold of the vaccine? I'm saying in... The month of June, I will have access to my first dose. Okay. If you want to say over, you can say over. I'm going to say the over. I'm going to take the over. If it's the under, it's a push. If it's, if it's the under, one one lucky fan gets the money. Oh. So go ahead and write in to. Write in. And win, if you're the win, first one. 
Winning well, big bucks at with Andrew and Mark. That's right. Bet bet on the health of these of our hosts. Yeah, uh, knowing that uh, we will not have access to adequate health care. <laughs> no time this year, at least. Certainly but, not anytime soon. Uh, it's very exciting. I was reading a story. It says here in Los Angeles, we are. Uh, they just reopened uh, Dodger Stadium as another vaccination site, but they have uh, nineteen thousand doses, which are all going to second shots in people's arms. So yes. even if you wanted a first dose, you can't have it, Mark. These things are like beanie babies. Well, <laughs> you have to get the first dose out, man. I understand that, but it's like uh, unless you were in line before. Too bad, so sad. State of California is also opening up the the restrictions on uh, who can get vaccinated, saying essentially if you're, over the, if you're over the age of 40 at this point and you have comorbidities such as asthma, obesity, uh, health, heart disease, that kind of thing, uh, you can also get in line. But uh, <laughs> get in line, buddy, because the line is about as far back as your standard Trader Joe's at this point. Hey, hey, ever been to, a, Joe's. been to a Trader Joe's lately, ladies and gentlemen? Parking it's lots. Line yeah. out the door because you can let in about 20 people at a time. So it's a good, small shop. Good luck with that. I'm saying it's never going away, ladies and gentlemen. Hello to your new normal <laughs> this fall on NBC. Said, said, said hello to the new boss. Same, same as the old normal. Same as the old normal, except... You can't get into Trader Joe's, not because of the parking issue, but because of the physical amount of people who can go in the store due to COVID-19 because no one's vaccinated because apparently it took us a full year to realize that people got to get vaccinated, ladies and gentlemen. We're coming up up on a year, Mark. This is the quickest vaccine has ever been whipped up. Uh, I understand where you're getting at, but at a certain point, you do realize that once we start whipping these things up, you might be like, maybe we should order some. I don't know. Look, it's not like it's not it's not like making a cocktail. All right. They're not there's not two guys. There's not a guy sitting somewhere that's like, hey, do you guys want me to mix up some more um, diet Fanta with uh, I do with uh, Pop Rocks? I, me with three and three and 300 million of my friends would love a Fanta with Pop Rocks. All right. Cause uh, that's all it is. That's all COVID is. The vaccine is. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah, Put it in a big, a big rock tumbler and just go to town. Mark, I was listening to past episodes. Uh, we're, we're, we're coming up on about a year of this uh, in terms of you and I recording podcasts in this manner. Andrew and I have not seen each other in person, in, in person in over a year in uh, it's coming up. It'll be March. Like it's like March 14th is the last yeah. one we recorded in person. Yeah. And it's the two of us uh, saying, I think it's going to take about a month, two weeks. You had I two say, weeks. I say I two weeks. Andrew as Andrew is the, the, De- the Debbie downer. That's like, I think it's going to be a full month. I thought it was going to be a month. Cause we both lost our jobs at that point. We said, eh, they told us two weeks. Yeah. Cut to, uh, cut to a year later where we've just skeletons in a house. Um, uh, Mark, how did you how how's how's this last week of February treating you? Are you enjoying yourself? Andrew, the only thing as you know, I love the Super Bowl. Love it. You love it. We all but we love we love our sports. Here I spend my whole year looking forward to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 
And then the hardest part is the week after when I'm like, oh, it's a whole year to until um, another Super Bowl. No more football until September. And then after that, you got to wait till February for another Super Bowl. For another Super Bowl. So, you know, I'm dealing so, with that. Sorry to hear that. Mark, I went and got boba the other day. It's delicious. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think uh, I, that's what I'm going to get big into now is boba. You're a boba guy now. Yeah. They sit on the top of that thing. Yeah. Take that big straw and just puncture it it. in there. Yeah. Um, And basically, basically milkshakes. The Boba Fett. Ladies and gentlemen, the Boba Fett. Fett. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I did. It's basically milk and brown sugar. Did you say I've got the Boba? Where's the baby Yoda? Mm -hmm. I said, give me the Grogu. Grogu. I said, give me the, give me the Grogu, ladies and gentlemen. They said, take it outside, sir. There's only three people allowed in the store at a time. <laughs> Line begins around the block. Yes. I said, it's my time. I'll see you. <laughs> They're so, giving me the light. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Mark, it's television movie night. Your home resource made for TV movies here in the month of February. We have been talking about things we've seen before. By which we mean we talked about it once a couple of weeks ago. Never and, again. Uh, now we're going to talk about it again. Never, ever again. Uh, last time we watched tornado. tornado this time around, we decided to watch a little buddy cop, buddy, buddy, comedy, buddy, buddy. Yeah. buddy, buddy it's like buddy a, rich. Buddy uh, rich. They said, I cut like a fucking hammer. Fucking I hammer. Cut. Uh, yes. We watched a odd couple type crime comedy starring Bob Hope. It is called a murderer, a masterpiece of murder. Easel kill ya easel kill you easel kill you and we're going to talk about it at length in a segment i like to call well what do you know mark a masterpiece of murder premiered on nbc on january 27th 1986 and as we stated before this starred bob hope yes don amici and don amici among others andrew among others um Jamie Farr is there. As himself. Uh, The guy from uh, Wes Craven's Invitation to Hell. Frank Gorshin. Frank Gorshin, the the Riddler. The Riddler. Um, And a guy that I think was in a couple of Seinfelds. I think he dated Elaine. Uh, Yes, and R.J. Fleischer. Yes, that's the guy from From Invitation to Hell. The UHF, that's what I'm saying. Yes, R.J. Fleischer. This was written by Andrew uh, Fenaday. Yeah. Fenaday. Fenaday. Uh, who has written other TV movies such as Mayday at 40,000 feet. Episodes and the, the TV, TV movie version of Hondo. Oh, wow. And episodes of Branded. <laughs> it's an honor, sir. Does, they, does Andrew Fenaday write anymore? Oh, no. Oh, no. He's he has health, health problems. problems. <laughs> also written by Terry Nation. Uh, my favorite. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a member of the Terry Nation. I love, I, we love the Terry Nation. We, we're, we're Terry Gar fans. We go. We, we got the scarves. We're in the, the cheering section every yeah. week. I love it when Terry Gar jumps into the Terry Nation to celebrate. <laughs> Uh, Terry Nation is a British uh, writer who apparently 
created the Daleks for Doctor Who. Oh. The Daleks, right. ladies and gentlemen, also wrote so episodes. He was, Go ahead. This was the person that said, I don't know. What junk do we have in the back? What we have a garbage can and like slap uh, it together. Some put a, wheels. Put a plunger on it. Put under it and just push it yeah, out it's there. The most dangerous thing in the world. Look out! Yeah. Oh, exterminate! It's got like a goofy voice or something, and it just kind of it feels like you could just tip it over from the bottom, and then it's yeah. kind of shit out of luck. But uh, also created, uh, not created, but wrote episodes of the Avengers. Like a yeah, war machine. Or Hawkeye. Um, yeah, the Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, Spider-Man sometimes, depending on if they can afford it. And The Saint. This was directed by Charles S. Dubin. 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 Uh, uh, directed episodes of MASH, Rockford Files, Hawaii Five O, etc., etc. Mark. Oh, so you think you knew t- Jerry, Jamie, Jamie Farr? Yeah, I bet he was like, Jamie, you want to come in, get a day's worth of work? It's like, <laughs> do I have to play a character? He's like, that's the best part. No. No. Uh, masterpiece of murder. This is Bob Hope's first television movie, which is and crazy. Final movie. Well, no, he he would have he he died in like ninety five, but all right, he was still doing his holiday specials at this time. But this is his first made for TV movie. I don't know if he had another one after this. I don't think so. But Mark, before we uh, jump in, what did you think this movie was going to be about? Andrew, based on the clip that we had watched, I assumed that. Um, Bob Hope would be set up for a crime and then has to uh, make dirty jokes yep. to get out of it, is what I thought. Oh, he just... <laughs> it's like, I know it looks bad for old Bob, but uh, uh, talk about a dry martini. <laughs> Those aren't buoys. So on and so forth. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of figured. I figured it was just going to be him cutting loose, you know, but at least like I would have figured that some of the writers on this would have been kind of his like joke writers. Maybe they would have you like, mean like uh, like the guy that wrote uh, like Jay, what, it, what was it? not Jay Roach. Um, the guy that wrote for he directed um, Frankenstein, the college years. Yeah. Who became Bob Hope's writer, became, I think, around this time. Yeah, something like that. At least I would have figured that they they would have given one of those guys a co-writer credit. Or maybe, I don't know. Bob Hope was weird because I don't think he ever ne- ever actually like credited any of his like joke guys. You know, it's 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 always weird when a comedian who has a brand like that wants to admit that he's got a team of writers who are giving him his like, you know, a USO material, but yeah. you figure that one of them would have come up as a co-writer to be like, all right, here's what we're going to give Bob. Here's what works with Bob. Uh, instead, they just wrench in whatever they can. Golfing. Uh, USO, he's him hitting on ladies, um, making fourth wall breaking comments. Yeah. Looking at the camera and saying things. Uh, he's got like a putter, I think. I think uh, he's got like an old jalopy and he's cheap. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is, he's, that uh, is that the right guy? Yeah. <laughs> he had a radio show. Uh, he had a, uh, he had a he had a butler or something. Guys, are we going to bring in the duck? The duck that has the... Uh, <laughs> the word in its mouth. Word you egg. lower it. 
Mark Act One, we jump in. We're introduced to Dan Dolan, who is Bob Hope. He is a down-on-his-luck, old-timey detective who we see via a weird uh, newspaper clipping on his wall. The thing he's most proud of is that he took down a famous Beverly Hills cat burglar. Got him. Looks suspiciously like Don Amici. Take that, Don Amici. You son of a bitch. You think you can go to trading places and then win an Oscar for Cocoon and not and we'll get forget about it. Knock down a peg asshole. The landlord shows up and says, uh, Detective Dolan, it's already tomorrow's already the 10th, dude. <laughs> Far out. Oh, oh. Yeah, she says, slip the rent out of the door. She says, um, the rent is due. He says, already, I paid in January. She says, it's April. It's April. He says, oh, Ow. how about that? Doesn't that sound like a Bob Hope? That sounds like a Bob Hope. We cut between uh, Don Amici, who is a high- Super wealthy. F- free, f- high limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun. Yeah. And Bob Hope, who eats a hot dog and looks at a racing form and goes to a pawn shop and does all the things that like a low class guy like him would do. Oh, I, thought this meant, I thought this meant that he was 34 years old, uh, named Mark <laughs> Gonzalez, and that it's not too late, that the best years are still to come. Yeah, that's I mean, it's like six one way, half a dozen. Yeah. Other. I guess it's a glass half full type of thing. You know, at least he can afford a racing form. Bob is then tasked. He goes to his detective agency and tasked with getting pictures of a client's wife, screwing around with others. And it's just setting up the fact that Bob's down on his luck. Yeah. It's not going well. It's not going well. He's, he's, he's like trying to get jobs for 20 bucks. He's uh he owes to like a loan shark. He goes to a pawn shop Two yards. What's that? He says that he owes him two yards. And I was like, geez, that's a lot of a lot of mowing. Yeah. A lot of mowing. A lot of mowing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, RJ Fletcher calls up both Don Amici, who plays a character named Frank, and Bob Hope. He wants both of them to show up for his big birthday bash. Yes. He now, Mark, says there's going to be trivia. There's going to be trivia. There's going to have be a little table. We're going to have some pizzas, pizzas. Uh, some Oreos, whatever the seasonal Oreo is. Uh, a, mint, a mint Oreo if it's Christmas time, like a peppermint Oreo or perhaps a birthday cake Oreo if it's around May. Uh, some pizzas, um, some bevies. Going to have some yeah. delicious beverages. If you want to bring some of your own, that would be greatly appreciated. But, you know, the cooler's there. Still kind of, I'm going to have like, he's going to have like 48 or so. But the trivia is yeah. the real selling point here. So just understand that you're coming in to scream at people. Yeah. He wants Bob Hope to run security at the uh, birthday party while he calls up Frank, Don Amici, and says, I would love it if you, this is what Mark does all the time as well, where you have to like call him and be like, Mark, I would love it if you would show up. He's oh, oh I, I don't. I'm, I'm going to be out of town, and I'm sorry. I, are, are you, Mark? I'm. T- I'm asking you. To play, I, I, it's a birthday party, and I would really I know. love it if you'd be there. I, you know, I would love to be there too. But you know, I, I'm going to be out of. T- I, well, here's the thing. I'm going to be out of town because I'm going to go to my favorite pizza place, and they always have. And that's pineapple. Of, that's out of town. Yeah, but they do a really good pineapple. 
and jalapeno. Uh, mushroom pizza. Oh, jalapeno. oh, and I see. If there was, you know, I would go to your thing if the same pizza was there, and I didn't have to drive for it. And I didn't have to pay. I mean, for it's, it. that's true too. Uh, I guess maybe that could happen. We'll set aside our own special Mark pizza. <laughs> And I don't want anybody to look at it. I don't like when people open the box and see it. So just tell them if you could tape it when it gets there, tape it shut. Yeah. And then sign it with your own handwriting. Right. So and put it, put it, exactly. Don't have to rip the tape apart. Uh, you also don't like people looking at it because you hate the silent judgment that people give it based on the uh, toppings that are on the pizza. Yes. yes I they open that. it expecting a delicious pepperoni or something. Yeah. But when they see a specialty one, especially covered in mushrooms and Pineapple, there's you just th- that look of disgust really cuts Ooh. you deep. Yeah. No sauce, no cheese. Oh God. <laughs> Mark, they're gonna provoke my they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take away my trivia license if I yeah. bring that in there. <laughs> Bob Hope rents a really shitty car to drive up to Santa Vista. Nothing funnier than having a big old jalopy. <laughs> the funniest Chugging- fun- just Chugging up to mid mid uh, midway California, shitty shitty bang bang. He's got to go rent it. It's a he calls it Matilda. Andrew, it breaks down, and he says twenty miles away, Matilda, and you got to start making espressos because it starts steaming up. Starts steaming up. Steaming. This is the level of of uh, of jokes that you're going to be expecting throughout this entire movie. Then he stops and he like. Waits for everybody to stop laughing, but there's no laugh track, so it's just silence and just, just traffic going by. He's kind of looking around. He says, "I guess I should get going. Uh, I gotta get, feel like I'm wasting time. Our, our film permit's running out in an hour, ladies and gentlemen." <laughs> R.J. Fleischer, uh, R.J. Fletcher. Fletcher also talks with his shrink. And gives her this like cock and bull story about why he's bringing in a former cat burglar and an old time detective. Andrew, the, did this seem like together? this? Yes, <laughs> that the studio that the network was like, I need to know exactly why this is happening. And it's like, well, you'll figure it out or just wait nope. until the first commercial break. It's we'll got to be, be, be in the first no. act. People who doesn't who- he have a therapist? <sighs> Sure. He can't. We don't have a therapist set. The therapist comes to him. And then uh, he just okay. lays out the whole plan right there. If you could also say who did it, that would be helpful, too. Sure. All right. All we'll right, do that. Right. It's fine. It was the butler. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? RJ uh, is also trying to. So, OK, so RJ Fletcher is some big, rich, hoity-toity guy who's a former lawyer. Yes. He's also deals in famous works of art. Yes. His niece shows up and her father, apparently who's already died off camera, also has given her some very rare pieces of art that RJ Fletcher is trying to get a hold of. And she says, I don't know about that. Because he says it's underground art. He says it's stolen. It's stolen, but they keep referring to it as underground art. Yes. This is is art that is... We, it can't be on display. People can't know that we have it because it was stolen. It was so, stolen from the Smithsonian. It's Archie Bunker's chair. Yes. It's mine Fonzie's now. jacket. I'm going to sit in it and I'm going to, to insult the person sitting next to me who's sitting in a smaller chair. And then their hippie, uh, my hippie son-in-law as well, I'm also going to insult. Yes. So 
but just expect that. But no one else can sit in the chair because it's underground. And I swear to God, I spent so much money getting Sammy Davis Jr. here so that he'll kiss me. <laughs> I can call him one of the good ones. And he says right back at you. Uh, Frank runs into a reporter. No, this is Matilda. And who's the word? Who's, no, what's the name of the... no, Girly. Gir- yes, Girly. <laughs> There's so many fucking characters in this movie. There's a hundred characters. None of them are of any substance. He well, runs into matter. He no. runs into a low. The only people that matter are Frank and Bob Hope, and Jamie Farr, and Jamie Farr, who we'll get to. Frank runs into a, a gossip reporter who shows up, uh, who basically uh, basically explains to you the dumb dumb audience who everyone in this movie is. But yes, allow you me to as, tell you, you as the dumb dumb audience being like, I don't. You're gonna have to try. You're gonna have to try harder than this lady. (laughs) She says, "Oh, she used to be married to him, right? But then they got divorced, and her new husband spent all their money on drugs. He doesn't like her because of this, that, and the other." And you're like, "All right, okay." I have a scorecard here that I got from Seven Eleven. I also got my pair of 3D glasses to wear during Fox sweeps as well. Yes, the gossip reporter reminds you, the audience, that uh, Frank here, Don Amici, is like one of the richest people in the world. If not the richest. And then RJ Fletcher has a bunch of enemies, effectively, saying, that's his former ex-wife. That's his mistress, who he's planning on dumping. This is the but this is the the this is the new girl. This is the chauffeur that the mistress is also seeing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you've got, so you get, you got RJ's ex-wife, his mistress, his former business partners, Lola, his mistress finds, uh, RJ kissing on a lady. Yes. RJ informs her, look, honey bunny (laughs) at the end of the weekend, it's going to be over between us. So you You might as well pack up your shit. I found this lady here. She's wearing an eighties bathing suit that goes all All the way way up. up. And she i like the idea of a new mistress being just unabashed just being like yep it's me and the old dude now (laughs) it's like good for you lady get yours that's what i say rj brings in frank and bob hope and they start insulting each other with classic quips yes too funny to say here because they were so memorable (laughs) he says uh don amici says your suit sucks yeah. And he says, it does. It does. Yeah. It's, it's, he says, what is this imported? And Bob Hope says, deported. <clears throat> yeah. Suit is deported. 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 Um, Don Amici says, you wouldn't know where to put handcuffs on an octopus. A line so bizarre that I was like, neither would I, no honestly. Would. Yeah, <laughs> There's. How would you put them on what like the tentacles or I would like grip the if you don't want it to move, you would want to like attach it to something. I, I would like, I would split the difference. I would do four on each one on four in each cuff. Oh, that's that's good. Then, it, then at least if it is moving, it's like a like a sack race. You know, oh. it doesn't have the, the <laughs> abilities that it would once have. RJ's real motive is this. He has brought in this former cat burglar who has gone straight that at some point Bob Hope caught in his younger days as a detective. Yes. And Bob Hope 
to track down a painting that RJ believes was stolen from him from his to his neighbor, Rodin, Rodan, Mark, Mark, Rodin. Mark Rodin, playing played, played by, by Frank, Frank, Orshan. Frank Orshan. Yes. Batman's The Riddler. Yes. Season one and three. No, season one, three and four and the movie. Yes. Gomez cat- Adams only played him in the second season. That's correct. The cat there burglar. There will be a test at the end of the episode. So I hope everyone's writing this down. Hopefully you also have your, your television movie night scorecard that you got from 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. You will also be asked to put on the 3D glasses <laughs> at some point during the episode. Only if you're driving while listening to our show. <laughs> Frank, our, uh, the, the, Don Amici says, I'm tagging along. And, and he also demonstrates that he could still lock pick and safe crack with the best of them. He's like, yes, he, did, you, did you have the touch at all? Applejack? He says, I, I lost it. No, it's from bottle rocket. It's a very good. Movie. The first, the first act, the third act are second act. So boring. You know what talking about? Yeah. Uh, so this is setting our plan in motion. Here's the whole movie, ladies and gentlemen, at least to start with. R.J. Fletcher is offering $50,000 to Bob Hope to get his goddamn painting back from Frank Gorshin. But Don Amici wants to be a part of this. Yes. For some it's unclear if Don Amici is going to get paid. I don't or think he is. He's, he's doing in it, for the, it for funsies. Well, he's rich. He's an actual legitimate rich man. So yes, I feel but- like he's just in it for the, for the thrill of it because he misses being part of the cat burglar game. Yes, but every rich man is a also cheap man. A thief. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> is a is a cheap thief. Yes. So maybe that's what it is. But the real star of the show. You know what it might be? Don Amici might be like, you know what? I don't like the idea of somebody getting money unless uh, somebody else is being stepped on. So I will follow along to make sure that I step on Bob Hope the entire way. Oh, good, good. Yeah, he says it's it's somebody has to assert dominance that you cannot lift yourself out of poverty if you have the ability to. Yes. But the real star of the show is here, ladies and gentlemen. We get our first set of commercials, Mark. Yeah. What do you got? Andrew. Uh, <coughs> there, I'm saving my talk of commercials for the weird news break that happens at the end. <laughs> close to the end i have notes on that as well did you think that like the tape got fucked up and we were we were like wait you skipped to the 11 o'clock news no but there's it's there are some things in that news break that are a bit uh concerning we get a commercial for a renault jeep uh like a a dealership yes andrew they were off they were offering 7.9 percent apr financing and i was like doesn't that sound horrible it does but also a lot of money. Like, the car costs thirteen hundred dollars. And I was like, well, I guess we have to get paid somehow. Yeah. Uh, a very uh, saccharine, like uh, Italian based Pizza Hut commercial. Yeah, this it's, was good. It's uh, it's it's She's about making like, up her, her her Nona's favorite pizza pie. That's right. Her her Italian daddy's favorite, uh, uh, you know, a, a meatball inspired pizza pie. And I was expecting it to be like. Ah, the world, the old world charms of ragu, and they're like, no, it's a no, pe- it's pizza a pizza hunt. you can order from Pizza Hut, and it's like, oh, and uh, <laughs> but it's uh, also a weird looking pizza. It's a it's a severely deep dished pizza. It's like a it's like a chicken pot pie if it were of a just pizza of meatballs and marinara. And it's very telling that they don't show anybody eating it. 
Because <laughs> if I got this thing, I'd be like, I how do I hold this? Do I roll it? Oh, it's it delicious. Up? Now they're doing that thing where they like yeah. put it oh, to the side yum. of the mouth. Oh, yum. Mm. 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 So good. No, uh, <laughs> Pizza Hut. Food that tastes like a child made it. Well, the best part is, is that like I love how trends in advertising have changed so much that it's like nowadays fast food companies and and quick service companies like this like understand that their thing that they're selling you is it's like this is this is not a sit down restaurant. Get your dog shit and go. Yeah. Meanwhile, this is like look at the 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 incredible the old elegance. world charms and spices that we could we bring to you directly to fresh to your door and it's like no the whole point is that you you're selling the ease of ordering a fucking pizza hot and ready and that's, that's what yes. i always say we're making yes. two promises neither of them are that it's good one it's warmer than the air around it two it's here it's it is ready it's what else come, do you want? <laughs> come, come and in, in, in enter your pizza locker number and come get your garbage. Yeah. We also get a, a very saccharine Kleenex commercial that has about like a, how cold it is. It's cold, cold and your brother and has crying. a runny nose and, and you fell down and your mother is trying to comfort you. We also get the incredible sequel to Clorox Clorox, Clorox two, two. <laughs> which <laughs> This time it's personal. It's personal. It's it is. It's, you thought the wild ending of Clorox was something. Wait till you see the follow up. It is so. It's, it's something to be. Something's got to be done about your laundry, Marty. <laughs> what does it all end up being? A bunch of holes in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's such. A, what a what a what an incredible way to brand a laundry detergent. <laughs> Just put a number on it. <laughs> Like it looked, it, w- it worked for Rocky. It worked for a bunch of other uh, movies. Let's, let's do just it. put a slap of two on it. People know, yeah. like, instead of being like super Clorox or maybe explaining what it does, because it's like Clorox is bleach. What if we made a laundry thing that didn't necessarily cause issues like bleach? <laughs> this will destroy your clothes. <laughs> this will just melt it. Clorox two. Imagine two. if Pepsi did this, where it's like. What if what do we call diet Pepsi? Coke Zero? Uh Pepsi Two? Oh, great. It's like doesn't necessarily explain anything to you. Obviously, I guess New Coke kind of did that, yeah. but they should have called it Coke Two. I think in some markets they actually did call it Coke Two. Regardless, we come back to the movie, and the real star of the show has shown up. Jamie Farr is here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> playing the character that he should have played in a grandpa for Christmas himself. Jamie Farr. <laughs> Jamie Farr shows up and he basically does like a shtick. And most of his shtick involves insulting the size of his nose, his own nose and his, the, the host of the party. Yes. He's like, he's like the MC of the, of RJ Fletcher's big birthday bash. Again, I also bring in Jamie Farr to work the trivia party. And yes. You guys and don't seem to me. appreciate it. <laughs> It's very upsetting. Uh, Jamie Farr says of RJ Fletcher, I was invited to come here to MC his 65th birthday, but I did that four years ago. Oh, hickory dickory dock. What if he really went for it? What if he was like, RJ Fletcher, nice, nice of you to be here for your own birthday. So you got off of banging that blonde broad. Yeah, piece of shit. shit. 
yeah, we were all at this party. We all saw the same thing. Him and the broad went went behind the shed. It was gross. It was like 45 minutes and then he left angry because it didn't work. And he, he made a big stink about it. We all heard it. And he smokes around his head. And he says, Ladies and gentlemen, that's my time. It's been an absolute pleasure being here. Thank you. Uh, if I will be signing uh, MASH. I will be signing uh, Toledo Mud Hen memorabilia. Uh, if anybody wants to uh, find it's me at the table, fifteen dollars. Just to be clear, it's not necessarily free, but you know, I, I still offer. I, I have to live. I yeah, have to live. I have to. I have to get a taste. While this happens, while Jamie Farr is getting just first of all, I'd be pissed. Roasting. If I, I'd, I'd be furious if R.J. Fletcher was like, "All right, Jamie Farr is going to do his thing. You got to go steal that painting next door." I'd be like, "Man, fuck you! I got to <laughs> see this. I'll see R.J. I'll see Jamie Farr." Well, this is happening. Uh, Don Amici and Bob Hope sneak over to Ro- Mark Roden's house, uh, Frank Gorshin's house. There's lasers and the sound alarm or something, but Don Amici bypasses all of them. He with knows a what to do. He says, I'm, I'm a cat burglar. I know this stuff. And apparently he also runs a security business on the side, which so that's is why he can sense. do it. Yeah. So there's like laser. I don't know. They do this big thing to show like, oh, there are lasers here. And then these two old guys like flop on the ground flop for like five floor. minutes. And it's supposed to be hysterical by supposed to. I mean, it absolutely was. It is. Oh, my yes. God. Andrew. Hysterical. It took me twice as long to watch this movie because I had to back up and watch it over and over again. So funny. I mean, like, sta- wait, for, watch it. Sta- watch him flop. Watch the stateroom scene in Duck Soup. Uh, you know, all the quick wit and Ghostbusters. And then yeah. now. The flopping, flopping the, the laser flopping scene in uh, mas- uh, masterpiece, masterpiece of murder. Of murder. Uh, neither Don Amici nor Bob Hope are known for their physical humor, no. No. so it's wrong to tell them to do physical humor. It would have been funnier if they'd obviously cut to like an action, like an absolute stunt double of Don Amici doing like backflips to yeah. this thing, and then being like, ta-da! Instead, no, they put these like seventy-year-old men on the floor, and they're like, "Oh, crawl Just underneath the fake lasers." Uh, meanwhile, back at the party, Frank Orshin makes a pass at uh, some lady and gets a glass of wine thrown on his jacket. Yep, he says something. He's like, "Riddle me this: <laughs> what caped crusader? What color condom am I wearing?" And, and he says, like, "Oh what? God, wait, you're already wearing one?" He's like, "Yes." <laughs> I don't have to go to the bathroom now. She's like, oh, my God. He says, tell me this, young lady. Pissing in a balloon? What gets what gets wetter as it dries? <laughs> She's like, I I know the answer is a sponge, but I don't want to hear what you are going to say. It's like, oh, yeah, that actually is good. Oh, that that, 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 that's actually good. Uh, so uh, Frank Orson heads back to his house to go change his jacket. He enters his house and realizes that something seems amiss. Meanwhile, the dum-dums in the house have stolen back the painting yes. that they were tasked to find. And they, you think that there's going to be some conflict here where it's like, I would, are there going to be, doesn't he grab a gun? Frank Gorshin goes to a nearby drawer and grabs a gun. Like he's going to, something might actually happen. But as yeah. soon as he walks off camera, uh, Bob Hope and Don Amici just make a make go to the door and walk out. And he, like, wa- All right. well, he walks Bye. off camera. Bob Hope and Don Amici sneak by. Then we hold in the room. Muzzle flash. Bang. 
<laughs> his body falls over and it's like oh yeah he killed himself now sorry <laughs> he was he was so despondent that he made such a terrible impression on that but, woman that he just yeah, had to go he was home like oh I'm just, he did what we're, he did what I was never brave enough to do. After, it also yeah. after after striking out that bad. It also seems like Bob and Don were hiding behind the actual physical camera that was in the room because they just kind of appear and they're like, "Well, every right. good actor knows not to look at the camera, so oh. they're like, this is the safest spot for us. He'll never look here." Sensing something's amiss, he goes out. Blah blah blah. Back at R.J. Fletcher's house. Bob and Don put the uh, painting in one of the bedposts, a hollowed out bedposts in Don's room. Yes. And then head back to go hear hour two of Jamie Farr's routine. Cause God damn, he's still going. Let me tell you something about Alan Alda. All so right. That, that fucking prick shows up day one. Oh, here it is. Funny Hawkeye. Then he gets a little bit, a little bit of stroke around set. And then guess, guess who's crying about chickens. I thought this was a goddamn comedy. That's it's, it's like Jamie also, Jamie, the I, audience has dwindled from the entire room to like two or three people. And yeah. it's just, it is obvious. There are a bunch of empty glasses around. He's there. got his tie open. And Things he's just, have taken a turn for the worse. Yeah, he's, you know, I was offered. I was offered a after mash. And I didn't want to do it. I took it. I took it, actually. But I took it for the money. Just said, for the money. I said, I just, I wanted, I, I, I could have done Trapper John. I could have done Trapper John. I took after mash instead. They gave me more money. What was I supposed to do? most beloved series of all time and you would assume a spinoff would would work but it did not didn't well, <sighs> what are we talking about it's uh apparently uh bars closed it seems <laughs> early four in the morning oh you'll never walk alone <laughs> Don tells RJ Fletcher that the deal is done. We got the painting and it's upstairs. It looks like Vigo. You want Vigo, it? Vigo, <laughs> Vigo, Vigo. The painting will be yours and Vigo's. Well, no, mainly Vigo's. Vigo's. <laughs> RJ says, Hey, I'll see you guys at 3 30 in the morning when I have to, after I drive Jamie Farr home. <laughs> he, I, no, I have your money. I just, this, I can't leave him alone like this. It's, it's bad. It's, right. uh, he will, he'll, he'll try and drive home himself. And I've already been cited for allowing that to happen once. He's, he's, he's rearranged all the rocks in my front yard to say goodbye. <laughs> and then he's going to try to find a motorcycle. And I'm like, No, that was Honeycut. It's, it's bad. It's real bad. Uh, he says, I'll meet with you guys at 3.30 in the morning. 3.30 comes and goes, and now it is 4.10, and Bob and Don are like, all right, well, we played we played gin like three times now. I'll give them 20 more minutes. <laughs> they head off to go find RJ. They could have just done it. Three, like they, he could have just been like, just come to my room at 3.30. Yeah, just be it's, here, man. Instead, they just sit in a room for 40 minutes, and they're like, you think staring at each other you think he's coming you think he's gonna he's gonna be here soon so how do you think the money's gonna be like is it gonna be a cashier's check or, or you, like it's just a big pile of money like what do you just, how do you think he does it? big stacks of bills i bet it's i bet it's gonna be bills they go to his room and they find rj fletcher all right but he do you, you is... think jamie Farr was funny yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i bet he was do you remember that do you remember that thing he was talking about where he's like 
It's like, I used to be in movies, but people only remember me for fucking Klinger. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. Then I said, show us the dress. And he got real bad. <laughs> that was that was when that was when I decided to <laughs> leave and kill the painting. <laughs> RJ, they find him in his room, but he is out of here because he's dead. Yes. So, so now it's a murder mystery. Look forward to that. But the real mystery is what commercials do we have? <laughs> we have an ad for Wendy's hamburgers followed by an ad for Wendy's, for Wendy's chili. chili. Andrew, they did need the to, chili they ad need, upset add. you as much as it upset me? It's a guy chattering his teeth and then he continues to shake until it seems like his whole body is going to fall apart. Yes. And then it says, if you're cold, try some chili. Try some chili. They uh, Restaurants need to do more of this. Like fast food joints, it's like, all right, if a McDonald's restaurant. Andrew, we don't have to shoot stuff like this anymore because advertisers have figured out how to shoot food so that it doesn't look gross. No, what I'm saying is like out of all the things to hang your hat on, you know, it's like, all right, Wendy's, it's they sell hamburgers there. So it's like, oh, delicious junior bacon cheeseburger. Yes. But for some reason, the chili has become like a real feather in their cap. Yeah, they're proud of it. And they, I, other restaurants should really focus on like dog shit parts of their menu and really just <laughs> sell the fuck about, out of it. Yes. You've never, these are the oniony, most on, onioniest rings you've ever seen. Like Burger King, Burger King's chicken tenders are dog shit, but they should really be like, come no. on, come on down. Try them, eat them. Eat them. I know you wanna. You're gonna think you're gonna think that they're like McDonald's chicken nuggets, which are a delicious treat. They're not. They're <laughs> they're a pale comparison. They're really dry. But just try them anyway. Come on down. <laughs> Fuck it. Or like uh, Taco Bell. It's like, do we sell cinnamon twists anymore? I bet you don't know. <laughs> so why not come on down Good and see if try. we do? Come in and find out. Ask for the cinnamon twists. I bet you'll be surprised with the answer. And then you think to yourself, you're like, I know they used to sell. Right? I, I, when was the last time? When was the last Kevin, time anyone's ever mentioned the cinnamon twist from? I remember oh. Kevin Faust brought them to a party, but that had to have been 12 years ago. <laughs> so I I bet they still do. Let's, let's get in the car. There. Let's go down let's there. Go. Let's see. Let's find some twists. There's also an ad for Cascade, which has one of the best taglines I've ever seen for a commercial. No more excuses. <laughs> it's like that is what I just per, just perpetually being screamed at me all day yeah. every day. And <laughs> Andrew, do you what do you think this was? Uh, some a guy getting yelled at by his wife about why the dishes are always dirty, <laughs> or was it a copywriter getting yelled at by Don Draper? And they're like, I it's dish soap, man. There's only what can I tell you? Like, get there's your, only so get, many ways to sell this shit. They get your dishes clean. It's like sparkling. No more excuses. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, that's why he's the best in the business. It's up, it's up there with Chase What Matters, because it's like <laughs> just, just despondent anger. Just, I'm gonna tell right, you one get last it. one last time. No more excuses, okay? 
Get It Together from Jared was also a pretty fantastic <laughs> ring one. Uh, we go then to act two. The police wonder how RJ Fletcher got murdered, surrounded yes. by so many friends and well-wishers because they mentioned that he was poisoned. Murder poisoned. was the case that we're giving you because he was poisoned and he died. So don't leave town. Everybody here from the party, Frank Gorshin, <laughs> Uh, the ex-wife, the mistress, uh, the chauffeur, uh, the, the, the ex-wife's the new husband, the niece, Bob Hope, Don Amici. The guy Jamie, who's already served time. Jamie Farr is allowed to leave, though. Mm, <laughs> curious. Well, yeah, well, because Jamie was blowing a uh, 0.8. <laughs> there's there's no the way he could of- handle He couldn't handle. Uh, uh, yeah, he was he was Arsenic too busy. At, he was too busy poisoning time. himself at that yeah. time. <laughs> Or like if he was if it was alcohol poisoning, Jamie Farr would be our main suspect. We, we know who the culprit was. No, but, we also know no, who we, the victim was. We picked him up on PCH. <laughs> he was trying to commandeer a helicopter so he himself could also say good <laughs> goodbye and good luck. Fly out, yeah. He's like, I just wanted to spin in and be done with this. <laughs> he said, he said that by arresting him, we'd be killing the babies. I. <laughs> I don't I quite know what that means. I stopped watching after like season four. Once it got a little too preachy. I agree with them. It got preachy Real after Al, it, Alan Alda it. took over. I didn't want to see it. No, I didn't see that one where it's the POV from the, the, the cot, the entire episode. Yeah. Frank Gorshin calls Bob Hope over to his house and him and Don Amici are a little concerned. They're like, do you think he's onto us? Cause we did. De- we definitely stole a page. We definitely broke into his place <laughs> and stole stuff. And we were just barely hiding behind the, the first AD. <laughs> If Don was behind a bounce card and Bob Hope was hiding behind the uh, obvious uh, cue cards that were also yeah. next to the camera, he points them. He shows up with Don Amici. Frank Orshin says, I am missing this painting. I need you to go find it. And he's, he's willing to pay $100,000 in return for his painting. Now, yes. RJ Fletcher was only offering $50,000 and he's dead. So... so Double the money, double your fun. Double the fun. Double mint, double mint, double mint. Don, Don, Chili. Don Amici. Oh. Um, so. <laughs> double that, Don mint, Don mint, Don, Don Amici. So, Good. Like, yeah. <laughs> so the guys are like, so Bob Hope is like, well, that's easy. I'll just give him, give him his I'll painting back. Go back to that stupid thing in the bedroom. Take the painting out, you know. Like milk in a couple days, be like, oh, expenses. Oh, really oh. Yeah. We have to we had to cover lunches and stuff, and then just show up with it and, and be like, here you go. <laughs> However, they go back to the bedroom and find that the painting is missing out of the bedpost, but a heart-shaped brooch is in there belonging to a woman named Delilah, who was at the party. The plain the, white tees. Yes, Delilah. Hey there, Delilah. Something, something gonna be here. Um, 50 ways to leave your lover. Something, yeah. something. At Delilah's, the two, meaning uh, Bob Hope and Don Amici, are jumped by some masked men, and then a chase ensues as Bob yes. Hope is driving around in Don Amici's Rolls Royce. Hysterical. It's boring. <laughs> the crooks get away, however, and Bob Hope manages to scrape up the Rolls Royce that he's driving. Don Amici says, you ruined my fender. Bob Hope says, it's all right. All right. I've got three other three. (laughs) Andrew. Woo. (laughs) 
it's good to laugh. Feels good. It feels after such a stressful year. It's feel, it feels good to see the 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 cut uppery of Bob Hope. Yeah. It turns out that Delilah is actually an insurance investigator who says that she took the painting because she's supposed to be securing stolen paintings. Painting. So she was. She's like R.J. was big into stolen paintings. Yeah. And I know that Frank Gorshin is big into stolen paintings. So I'm yep. supposed to come in undercover to try and figure out what the fuck is happening. How many to all paintings, these paintings they have and how many are stolen. And don't ask me how I knew that you guys stole them and hit them in the bedpost. But I did. Well, we fight. We, we see her. We do see her earlier come out of a closet. Oh, and, does she do a she uh, Bob Hope is having a six? <laughs> oh, my God. The Donna Michi is having a six. <laughs> Uh, she come says, on. come on, just get it in the hole. <laughs> it's too big, Bob. <laughs> well, roll it up if you have to. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she has a glass to the door. It's very funny. It's very, yeah. it's a very fun. It's a misunderstanding though. He's talking about like golfing. Yes. Andrew, God, man, we should be doing punch-ups on all of these. <laughs> You got two old guys. Let me tell you how it's going to be. People are going to think they're screwing the whole movie. And then at the end, we find out they've been screwing they've the been, whole movie. They've been fucking this whole time. <laughs> uh, for some reason, they decide that they're going to team up, even though it's like, well, Bob Hope wants $100,000, but you're not going to be able to get that handing over stolen paintings back to Frank Gorshin. Insurance, yeah, or the or, insurance person. Yeah, if you give it to the insurance person, now you've got the law involved and you're still you're not going to get money out of them either. Uh, the police try and force the suspects to fess up. They get don't really get anywhere though. So here's the setup now. They're trying. They're gonna. They're gonna write this wrong with these stolen paintings, with uh, Delilah who's working undercover. Yes. We cut to more commercials. We get an ad for Woolite, which is a very sexy this is ad. The sexiest ad. This so Andrew. Oh my God. Horniest. <laughs> I was. Wow. I had to take a. I had to. I had to take. I had a to take a cold shower. I was like, <laughs> It's like, why don't we go back to these sexy ads? Um, for the most mundane of uh, of household items, we get this ad for Woolite where a two, husband... Two yeah, people come home from a party, it seems like. Yes. The husband's dressed to the nines. The woman is wearing a silk slip. And he's like, wow, you look good, babe. And she's like, oh, this old thing? I remember when you gave it to me. And then he starts pawing it. And he's like, so soft. So smooth. Um, it's getting says, it's getting wetter as it dries. Oh, it's, it's, now you figured it out. Now you figured <laughs> now it out. Now you know. And then she grabs a bottle of Woolite and she's like, well, that's what Woolite's for. Keeps things clean and soft and smooth and says, moist. And he says, yeah, let's get fucked up, baby. <laughs> Takes a swig of Woolite. And he's yeah. like, all right, I'm down to screw now. Yeah, hard hard as a rock, this Woolite <laughs> will get things. And then she puts it on the nightstand, doesn't she? <laughs> and then they turn and then, off and the light. And then we see it shake, and then it falls off yeah. and spills on the floor. Yeah, uh, yes. It spills on the floor, and because it's a full bottle, and there's air caught into it, it like, bloop, bloop. That's bloop. Right, yeah. Pan, yeah, panda fireplace. Panda fireplace. Well, like cat bursts into flames immediately. A whole house goes down. 
they they knew though they knew they, it's, they what, it's the, how they wanted to go something they like the danger of it we also get another a commercial for beef ravioli and then also a, a commercial for the delicious food known as cheese just I don't know. Straight up just cheese. straight up cheese. Andrew, nothing has more calcium than cheese. That's true. And nothing. And it's like these two young kids. And then like what, like one of them like gives another a smooch because he's, he's like eating a grilled cheese sandwich. It's very weird. Yeah, it, it had it had like um, if you've ever seen uh video, I saw I once went to a a, 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 a karaoke place. And occasionally, some of the karaoke songs <laughs> will have, have like videos. Stock footage, videos in it's the back. stock. It's stock footage, but it also seems like some of them were like shot specifically. And I, I think mm-hmm. I saw one that was like, "Mama, he's crazy" or something like that, uh, by the Judds. And the video was like a young boy, like five or six, and a young girl wearing like cowboy outfits. And then, like, it was like a love story between the two of them. And it, it, it definitely left an impression on me <laughs> to where, like, everyone else is having fun. And they're like, oh, you know, and they're, like, drinking and doing all this stuff. And yeah. Meanwhile, I just have this, like, just this tunnel vision on <laughs> what what is this? What am I watching? The no, choices I- being made here are, are mystifying. I'm imagining you're singing Mama, He's Crazy for, like, the first first six bars and then Mama, you just he's crazy and then you stop and everybody else is just staring at you and you're like what is and I, yeah like uh, we just hear we hear the crappy like instrumental yeah. knockoff version just getting louder as i like get really close to the monitor and i'm just like what why why is he dressed as a cowboy and now they like ride off into the sunset together. And I'm like, but they're, oh, they're, but they're so young. Why are they, why are baby they trying? Coats. They're riding on baby coats. I, is that? I don't like this. I don't strange. like it. Who is, who has made this? I have to know. And then we see mama and it's a baby. <sighs> this makes even less sense. <laughs> yes. She gets broken up with and she goes to a young infant to complain <laughs> and cry to. And you're like, why? <laughs> what is happening? We come back. Anyways, we're doing a we're doing King of the Road next. All right. All right. This is exciting. And Shouldn't be anything weird here. That one. That one is just like stock footage of like fifties high. It's yeah. it's like stock footage from the fifties of just trucks. That's fine. It's like okay, fine. A couple of roadside motels. That's fine. Frank Gorshin also wants to get at the niece's paintings. Like everyone is the niece has come back into play here. All right, the, the, the doing the, afternoon like, delight like, next, and it's just the last ten minutes of the Grifters. This <laughs> bizarre. John Cusack is getting seduced by his mom, and then she stabs him in the throat. Good. Well, I, I, the thing is, though, is that Starland Vocal Band like signed off on it, they, which is that, very that, odd. Like this is strange, and then you look, and you're like, "That's the official video." Oh my god, <laughs> they just licensed that. Uh. Frank Orson wants the niece's paintings as well. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the niece is back in play. I have have (laughs) terrible news. The niece is back in play. Frank Orson has the upper hand. (laughs) What's in the niece? (laughs) What's in the niece? Oh, God. (laughs) It's it's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this riddle. (laughs) 
Bob and Don go to lunch. Bob Hope asks Don Amici how he made all his money after he was arrested by being a cat burglar. And Don Amici says that he read about stocks while in jail. And real estate. Once he got out, that's how he was able to get his money, just by reading books. Apparently, that, that's the success, Mark. I, it's, 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 that's why I'm not rich, because I and, Andrew, I read. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, I don't know if you've seen my, my YouTube pre-roll ads, but I have a, I have a Ferrari behind me. Oh. And, uh, I'm very proud of that car. But yes. what I'm really proud of are these books. I read a book <laughs> every day. Every book I read, I a million dollars. Just to learn write. something from that. That's what that means. Now, Andrew, I'm going to let you watch your uh, your video of an old woman playing slot machines. <laughs> but first, I need to tell you something. Oh. People think that working out burns cal- cardio burns I, calories. I, that's it what doesn't. I always thought. It yeah. burns carbs. All right. I have this body, oh, this car, skip, these books. Yeah, skip, skip. It's been five seconds. This is an eternity. Andrew, just, which which of I, these ads have you seen before? Just uh, answer this quick survey. None of them. I just just You'll show me to... show me my hotel bathroom. That's all I wanted to see. What does the Circa Hotels bathrooms look like? All right, so we're here at the Rio. No, I clicked on the wrong one. As this this is weird, but the 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 sink is outside of the bathroom. Oh well, actually, now I'm interested. <laughs> Go so, on. <laughs> It's it looks bigger. It looks like a bigger bathroom, but now your sink is in your in the in the bedroom. Yeah, it's, so you're just gonna have to trade off. And I'm like, I don't like it. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I I don't like where this is going. <laughs> have you ever stayed at the Rio? It's bad. No, I've it's stayed bad. at the Stratosphere, the which had bad. a sink in the in the bedroom. The big thing about the Rio is that they claim that their every room is a suite. Which is true in that, like, all of the rooms are huge, but there's like no furniture in them. So when you walk in, it seems like you're squatting in there. Oh, so you just pick up your, you just bring in your own folding table. Yes, and, and now, you're now, like, it's, now, now it's the lap of luxury. Now, now I can bring over all my friends because you go in there and it's this massive room. But again, there's just like a, a small hotel bed just pushed up against the wall and a TV that's a mile away from that bed because there's so much floor space. Yeah, and that's and I'm just like, this is depressing, is what this is. So that's my tip to you. Maybe don't stay at the Rio. Well, when I do Love Island again. It's in, it's in Hawaii this year, Mark. I heard. I heard. Meanwhile, the niece goes to an art appraiser that apparently her dead father knows. Knew your he, father, I did. <laughs> well, wasn't he also friends with her uncle? Yes. And she's he says the painting she has, she says, I want to give them back to the rightful owners. She says, I'm just sick of all these stolen paintings. All, <laughs> I got all these goddamn stolen paintings. Grandmama, she stole a Monet yesterday. I said, I can't have a Monet, Grandmama. Andrew, she says, give this back to this Vincent Van Gogh fella. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, get, um, I'll get right on that. I'll he, make sure he he'll gets it. He'll be so it. happy to get it. <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm sure he'd rather have his ear back, but he'll be happy with this painting. She said, "I it's it's supposed to be a bullfight. It's also like 25 feet long. Where <laughs> the fuck am I supposed to put this? It doesn't look like anything." I'll make sure Picasso gets his Guernica. <laughs> 
Uh, the thing is, though, is that she says, I just want to give these stupid paintings back to the rightful owners. I'm sick of them. Get them off my plate. You're an art appraiser. Figure it out. However, turns out that the art appraiser and his assistant. Who, who is obviously a homosexual. They're obviously a gay couple together. But in 1986, Andrew, is, we can't say that. Yes, but but this movie does take place in 1986. Was this did you have the reaction that I did where you were like, oh, that's the bad guy. <laughs> well, he goes out. Yes. As soon as she walks if, in. If yeah. there's a homosexual or a person who is wearing the clothes of an opposite gender in a movie before 1998. Even then. You can assume this is probably bad the bad guy. The art appraiser goes to his assistant, who is also his his uh, partner, lover. his lover, and says, uh, this is going to kill. It's going to kill our business <laughs> because. <laughs> His partner is a art forger. forger. And the idea is, is that the art appraiser gets a hold of these pieces of art, makes fakes, yep. keeps the originals for himself. Yes. Then sells the fakes in the black market and makes a ton of money. But if he's tasked- sell them more than once. Right. Nobody knows where the scream is. So you've got he, a scream. I do. Have I've a scream. got a scream. We all have screams. Everybody's saying that's their original one. Hopefully nobody agrees. Hopefully nobody puts it together that they all bought the same thing from us. But this is my, I, I do have an original dog playing poker. So, Oh, that well, is, that's, I mean, that's, that's worth, that's worth quite a bit. Uh, he says, she's going to tank the deal because if I have to give them back to the owners, the originals, then why Everybody's can't we just, gonna... why can't we just make forgeries? Oh, because the, I guess, because then they would know that the fake, then everybody back. would know that the real one is back. But if we gave them a fake, what if we just gave them a fake and we kept the real ones? And then we said, yeah, but then they would track it back to him and they'd know that he gave them a fake. Yeah, I guess. But that we, how do we, how do we, if the forgery was good enough that they wouldn't know it was a fake, then you could sell the original and say, we gave them a fake. But, you but, he's, giving the, but he's giving these to a museum. Ah. He's selling these to a bunch of know nothing rich assholes who wouldn't know that they're forgeries or not. Who wouldn't know that they're forgeries. But if you give it to a museum, Dr. Jones is going to come in and be like, this type of paint wasn't invented until six years ago. This yeah. probably isn't a, van, a, a Da Vinci. Mm -hmm. However, this, this, this Nighthawks that has like Boba Fett and a stormtrooper in it <laughs> probably is not the original one. Probably, it probably isn't. However, this, this other Da Vinci that I'm looking on the back. Oh my God. Jesus had a son. <laughs> <laughs> it's apple the code word is apple <laughs> that's how you open the lock it's apple read any of those. <laughs> i read the first one i read that for in college were you assigned it yes andrew was i'd ask for my money back <laughs> <laughs> oh actually no actually i'm sorry i take that back i read it in a book club i read left behind for a college class <laughs> <laughs> did you guys watch the cameron we did not watch the uh the the kirk cameron movie kirk no, cameron version in, in class no so you weren't taught by a high school gym teacher in that case, <laughs> is what you're telling me 
No, we, we were, we, I was in a book club a handful of years ago and we were trying to find movies that also had movie or we were trying to find books that had movie adaptations. And so we yes. would read the book yes. and then go see the movie adaptation yes. and the Da Vinci Code had yes. actually, that's how long ago it was. It had just okay. come out. So we went yes. and saw it at the theater. Yeah. But I don't care about that. I want to know what, why a professor said we're leading, we're reading. We're reading left behind. Left behind. Uh, it was a, it was a class on heaven and hell. And so we read, we read that we read, um, what dreams may come. <laughs> we watched what dreams may come actually the inferno. Uh, did we read Dante's Inferno? I don't believe we did. You had a class on heaven and hell and you didn't read the divine comedy. We might, I actually, we probably read, uh, Dante's Inferno. We also, I don't know. There was a bunch of like, the idea was like looking at different options and on in faiths. <laughs> Different different uh, faiths versions of the, heaven uh, and the hell. Let me get the off, left behind. I want the um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the left behind. Uh, I just yeah. I want to just disappear uh, in a puff of smoke, and my clothes are left here on on Earth. You know, uh, what, let me try my luck. Uh, that that crow's uh, that, that crow's feather looks pretty heavy. Yeah, put my heart on the other side of that scale. <laughs> See what Osiris has to say. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember much about that class other than we read Left Behind and it was bad. And then we uh, watched Heaven and we watched What Dreams May Come. Yeah. In the class. Meanwhile, Lola, who is RJ Fletcher's ex wife. No, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, Lola, who is RJ Fletcher's former mistress, and the chauffeur are caught in the middle of the night trying to steal money out of a drawer by Bob Hope, who has a gun. We cut to a commercial. The only way to stop a good Bob Hope with a gun. It's a bad Bob Hope with a gun. Bad Bob Hope with a gun. We cut to a commercial. I, we get a Citibank commercial. I was convinced. So we see an old older woman that's detailing like stuff that she's her son has hasn't has and hasn't purchased her. Yeah. And the reveal is that her son is Richard Simmons. <laughs> I was absolutely convinced. That this was Bud Melman in drag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back and watch this commercial. She looks oh, and Lord. sounds exactly like Calvert DeForest yeah. from the the late the the Letterman show. Yeah. We also get a commercial for Red Lobster. Mark, as I said before during Christmas Hobo, yeah, made me upset. I watched it. <laughs> I was like, God damn! I could go for some delicious crab legs sitting in a restaurant. Because uh, the, well, the, the ads about like imagine yourself sitting here eating delicious crab legs and maybe a, a shrimp scampi, yeah, perhaps a, a delicious bisque. And I was like, God damn, that would be delicious. That Andrew, be I have good news. Yes. <laughs> I have sour news. If um if you want to eat delicious crab legs, uh, going to Red Lobster is not the solution, <laughs> nor has it ever been. I was talking more about the experience of it. I want, first of all, I'm going to get the cat. I'm going to get the captain's feast. I'm not getting crab legs. What, what are you experience? Dumb? You want to, you want to see a wooden, uh, steering wheel yes. on the walls? You yes. See some rope. Yes. You want to get told that lobster fest doesn't mean anything. It's not a sale on lobster. They just have different lobster. I want the entire experience. There's one in Burbank that I went to a couple years ago. It was wonderful. No, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the Olive Garden. 
to be clear. Yes. Uh, there's one, there's an Olive Garden Burbank. I went there a couple years ago. It was wonderful. But a Red Lobster, I went there like five years ago to one in Vegas. It was also wonderful. Mark, Andrew, Mark, three words Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Andrew, I had to, I drove by a uh, Mimi's Cafe. Yes. In Chatsworth. The, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the woman from Drew Carey. Yes, yeah. she has her own cafe. She has too much eye shadow in a cafe. 10 a.m. Monday, hmm. Mimi's Cafe, parking lot, because you can't dine inside. Exterior, parking lot. Every table is full. <laughs> Depressing. I wanted to pull over and be like, what is what is going on here? <laughs> the outdoor experience, the outdoor dining thing is just, it is not it, fam. No, it's not for a Mimi's cafe, <laughs> not for anything. Basically, uh, Valentine's Day, by the time this record, by the time this airs was last week. But uh, we went to um, Los, no, Larson's. We went to Larson's Steakhouse. We got takeout from Larson's Steakhouse. Was it windy? What's that? It was windy on Valentine's Day, wasn't it? I mean, it was, but we didn't eat there. We got, we ordered takeout from Larson Steakhouse, but they were like, first of all, they said, oh, we're taking reservations for outdoor dining, but it's just like, I don't, it doesn't, that, that is nothing. Like, first of all, I feel like it's irresponsible to begin with because you're, (laughs) you're still in the proximity of other people unmasked eating, but then you're also forcing some waiter or waitress to have to come up to you and do the whole thing. It's yeah. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor that Las Vegas is supposed to be back to 50% dining capacity by March. And then back to hundred <laughs> percent by June. If anyone can do it. They're already at 35% now indoor. I'm just like, that's wild. That yeah. is wild. It's a hoax, Andrew. Meanwhile, uh, but here's the here's what getting at the experience of Red Lobster. This yes. is why I was sad. Something is lost, even at a nicer upscale place like a Lawson's or Larson's. Uh, you order <laughs> a bunch a of Lawson's is a, uh, a like a, a health food. A Lowry's. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, to order a bunch of food and spend money on it. And you're like, the dining experience is part of what you're paying for. Meanwhile, if I'm sitting in my house staring yeah. at my Nixon poster while eating. <laughs> he a, is the a, one. He, <laughs> Andy, Andy Griffith, you were right. Um, and the food is still good, but it's like, a, it's also like a time bomb. Cause you basically have to drive there and be like, these fries are, they're not going to be anything in like 15 yeah. minutes. So we got to yeah. go. I don't know. I got sad. I'll tell you that I, we're on. Well, we talk sad, about, we, we you talk about these Valentine's things. Valentine's Day, Andrew. No, I'm saying watching the Red Lobster commercial was sad. We talk <laughs> uh-huh. about these things on the show where we talk about like sometimes our emotions creep in, and I yeah. watched it and I was like, I, it's just like when I saw uh, Gerald McRaney in a cafe with his Chris, <laughs> his hobo father. I, it got to me. I was like, we're never going to be back here again. Yeah, it's like rectifying with your father, and you're like, eh, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, bah, bah, bah. no, I want to. I want ants on the law. Oh, I want, yeah, I want <laughs> Adam and Eve on a raft. Adam and Eve on a on a raft and send them down the river. That's what I want. 
I just want to just sit there and drink a soda or coffee and just sit there for hours and do nothing. Eat, eat my dry wheat toast. That's all I want. Instead, I got to sit at my table and stare at Nixon's face. <laughs> Which is fine. I'm do we fine get back to the show, Andrew? <laughs> what show? What are we talking about? Or do about? we have more commercials? We do have more commercials. This is also, we also get an NBC News news break. Yeah, this was what threw me. So there's a little pod in this commercial uh, uh, section for basically like a bottom of the hour, top of the hour. What's going on in the world of news? A 60 second quick hit, as it were, uh, from the National News Bureau, not the local one. So this has been programmed by NBC News. Yeah. The main headline. There's a couple things in there. It's like Omar Gaddafi is doing something, Libya, et cetera, et cetera. A very depressing update to say that the Challenger space missions uh, launch was scrubbed today due to bad weather, but also something about like a door bolt not being fine tuned or whatever. I'm sure they'll get to it. And they're like, hopefully it'll be fine tomorrow. (laughs) And it's just like one of those like, oh, God. God, no. Oh, no. (laughs) It's like hearing us say that the lockdown will only go two weeks. Only go two weeks. And then here we see it in 20 years time capsule. Yeah. They're like, oh, no. Oh, God. They were so naive. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Also, Uh, there was a boat that was like sinking in like an international race or something. No, it wasn't sinking. I thought there was a fire on that boat when I saw the file footage. (laughs) But apparently it's just a boat. No, they said that the Fran- the, the, a French boat in America's Cup was That's being right. kicked out for its name, which they named the French Kiss. And not because it was too smutty, but because the word kiss was spelled K-I-S, which is some kind of French photography company. So they didn't want to promote a company in right. the America's Cup. Whatever. At least it wasn't. At least it wasn't a... <laughs> A racial slur. That's, that's where we are now. It's that's like all we can hope for. Like, please. Um, and then uh, Richard Nixon back out of the hospital. Richard Nixon was in the hospital with a flu, but apparently doctors say he's gonna be just fine. He's still the one. Yes. Eat your. He said they said it was not a. They, your... they said it was definitely not a strain of a super flu <laughs> that could lay dormant for thirty-four years. Go ahead and eat your delicious like, specific. Eat your delicious steak and stare at this picture of Nixon. It's going to be fine. Uh, you also have a bananas foster that's uh, slowly getting colder in a to-go tin in your kitchen. So have fun. So enjoy. I said David Brinkley, you're being awfully specific here. <laughs> we go back. Uh, we also get a well. First of all, we get a commercial for Letterman's fourth late night anniversary show that took place on an airplane which oh, is actually well, kind of fun. fun to go watch. That's on YouTube. <clears throat> and a very elaborate uh, commercial for New Jersey. Just all of New Jersey. It is all of New Jersey. It's a tourism board commercial for New Jersey that's like shot like this like Revolutionary War epic. It's, it's the like, Garden State. Yeah. It's where, it's where Trenton crossed the, crossed the river, Washington. It's the only quarter that has Washington on both sides, Mark. Huh? Think about that. Think about that. Back to the movie. Bob Hope convinces the detective to let the couple off with a warning for some <laughs> reason. On. I'm a dirty, drunk Seamus without a dime to his name. Let's just let the people that were stealing money off. He says if they really did kill RJ Fletcher, they won't fess up to it in jail. 
why don't you let them off the hook now? Isn't that the reason that you arrest people so that they do like confess? Well, you're hoping that they're going to slip up. So you have, you can, you know, you give them rope to hang themselves if it, sure. as it were. Meanwhile, the niece reveals to the, the art appraiser that she keeps the paintings hidden behind a fake wall. And the appraiser slips something into the room. What could it be? A glasses case? Probably. Or like a like a shoe. Like you slip your shoes off and then you leave without the shoes on. You're like, oh, my feet itch. Sorry. Hang on. Ah. Bob Hope and Don Amici show up right as the appraiser leaves the niece's place. While they're in the study, Bob Hope finds the thing the appraiser left and opens it up to find a bunch of wires and doodads in it. Don Amici recognizes that it's some kind of explosive device and then chucks it in the pool, setting it on fire. The pool detonates amazingly. (laughs) Andrew, somehow, just by looking at it, Don Amici, worldwide uh, demolitions expert. Yeah, cat burglar du jour. Oh, yeah, that's that's a classic Singapore sling right there. Uh, (laughs) That's temperature monitored. And uh, if you put it in something over, I don't know, 82 degrees, it'll mm-hmm. blow up. But he doesn't he doesn't state any of this to them before no, he, he blows up it. the pool. They go outside and he's like, hey, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Throws this thing in the pool. It explodes, setting the pool on fire. And it's like, well, you could have just done you could have, I don't know, done something else because they also don't have like the. You know, it's like, oh, my God, it's a bomb. And then you imagine him running outside. And yeah, no, like, they just they very casually very walk outside. And he's just also, like, watch this. And then he says it's temperature activated. And it's like we have a refrigerator. You could have put it in a bucket of ice and, and yeah. done the same thing. It's instead now I got to call the fire department because <laughs> now my pool blew up. set my goddamn uh, hot tub on fire. Uh, they, says, I, I've heard of a hot tub, but this is ridiculous. That's hysterical, Bob. You've done it again. <laughs> they uh, get the detective. Kim Shadjack. Who needs you? <laughs> the Bob and, and Don go and get the police detective and they go to talk to the art appraiser because they're like, well, the art appraiser was here. He must have set the explosive here. It's time to crack some skulls and bust some heads. We got we know who our thief is. But at the gallery, we find that somebody has been hung. Oh, no. We go to another commercial. Thank God. Andrew, uh, it's two tens for me. I, I was, was like, like, I need something to, to take. I need something to take the edge off or I because I, I'm still horny thinking about that wool eyed ad. <laughs> like it was soft that that night. That, soft, but firm. We get a commercial for Burger King celebrating Herb. Andrew, you Man. had told me about Herb. Uh, probably when we first met 10 years ago, yeah. 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. And I did not believe you. Here it is this in the is flesh. The Herb, for those of you who don't know, Burger King very uh, famously promoted a, a character named Herb, who is the only person in the United States who has never had a delicious Burger King Whopper. That was the character's thing. Yeah. And then at a certain point during one of his big, one of the one of the big the character's big climactic arc is he finally <laughs> yeah. had a whopper after he discovers his father he decides to have a whopper true legacy uh not since the 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 uh you know the, the taster's choice couple and we had such an emotional investment in a character in an advertisement yeah 
now he is on, he's going to Burger Kings around the country. And part of the contest is, is if you discover Herb inside a Burger King and point him out, you get it. You win $2,500 and a chance to win $1 million. And it was so popular that Herb showed up at like WrestleMania at a certain point. Really? Yeah. Popular. Did anybody like get the money? Quotes. Somebody did. I think a kid like recognized him. I don't know like, the outcome of the story, but this was the setup to the ad was that somebody was going to win the million dollars. If you discovered Herb inside, you recognize this white dude, this white guy wearing glasses. Yes. That's it. We also get commercials for whisk sun light. Another, uh, which again, once, once I hear a dish, you know, it's like, if no more excuses. All right. (laughs) I'm still reeling from that one. No wire hangers and cover excuses. Act three, the appraiser's dead. So he's dead. (laughs) Sorry. But the art appraiser's partner is getting interviewed. The art forger. Yes. Bob Hope is skeptical because he's looking over the art appraiser's uh, schedule. He realizes because they say, well, well, why did he hang himself? And they find this note that appears to be in the art appraiser's handwriting that says <laughs> i killed him i feel so bad about it signed the art appraiser whatever my name was and they're like andrew i, I feel like he would know his own name <laughs> me uh hang on play it cool <laughs> i know this uh, uh i want to say it's george let's go with george all right goodbye <laughs> and then on the back of it it's like George, I think it's George, James, Jay. No, no. no and then they, they turn it over and it says from the desk of Peter, <laughs> Peter, Fra- Peter Frank Franklin. And they're like, I don't, this I don't know if this is going to hold water. I feel like this is suspicious. Uh, yeah, you were going to say something, Mark. Andrew, uh, my suicide note, standard suicide note set will always be, it was me. Austin. <laughs> it was me, Austin. You bought it. Even me, my immediate family bought, family it. bought it. And then when they, and then, the, said, then, then you say you are all fooled. And then I, I am the will. I am instructed to say you're all fools. <laughs> and when the cops find my body, ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> the sheet is over your head. When they pull back the sheet, there's ah, oh, son oh. of a bitch. Bob Hope is skeptical, though, because he looks over the appraiser's schedule and he finds that he had and kept a, a, a schedule a to, get his, to, get his, a to get his nails done. And he's like, why would a man who's going to kill himself want to get his nails done? To which I say, like, even people, even people who plan their own deaths, like they still it's like a lot of times people will like try and minimize the mess because they don't want to put that on people around them <laughs> like people who people who actually do commit suicide are they have a specific frame of mind that even though it's like they are that mentally broke that it's like they want to end their own lives they still have the foresight to be like i have to make sure the dog gets fed yeah i have to make sure that i I have to give the dog that steak before i walk before i hang myself in the garage yes (laughs) so lady gaga to find me andrew uh you will know that it was a suicide when my place is a mess and I'm several months behind rent. I, I will have paid no consideration to anybody. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We I mean, we talked about this before. The, I best, will place, a, the best place to die is is at is work. At work. <laughs> I will I will die at work and I will eat a full meal 
several hours before <laughs> just to evacuate. so that when i die i just evacuate everything they we pick you up chair. we pick you up by your armpits to like prop you up and just it's just, just everything just spills out like ah oh, get a get a towel oh my god you're gonna you're gonna have to cut up this carpet because it's, <laughs> it's not salvageable it's it's, what it's is- a it's a burn. This goes on the burn pile. What are we looking? At? What are we looking at here? Uh, oh man, you got a, you got a Grass Valley switching panel. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> not gonna get clean, man. That's twenty grand out the door. I gotta tell you. Just a big smile on your face as well. That's <laughs> the Joker rictus grin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did. <laughs> Yeah, no, you also have that laughing machine in your pocket that the uh, Joker uh, had. Uh, 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 <laughs> the coroner is also concerned because he says the bruising is a little suspect because the knot was on the right side of his neck, uh, but the bruising was on the left side. So he's. The coroner kind of- says, Thank you, Bob Hope, for once again mentioning that this guy was a homosexual. <laughs> uh, we will use actual forensic evidence to determine whether or not it was a suicide. <laughs> Bob and uh, Don Amici go and talk to the niece who reveals the paintings to them as well. She says, I'm fucking sick of these Nighthawks. I, I'm just, she should just burn them. She Pay should just be tab. like, I hate them. Just, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking destroy them. I'm sick of these. I'm sick of these motherfucking paintings in my motherfucking study. Who is this broad in a cornfield just staring at a house? <laughs> If you want to go in the house, go in the house. Go. Why do I give a shit? Why do we I have don't. to see it? Just go in there. He has an apple in front of his face. Move from behind the apple, all right? You're wearing a bowler hat. You're obviously going somewhere. <laughs> what is this artist's problem? He waited to paint until the apple was right there, right in front of his face. <laughs> He's pretty good if he was throwing the apple to him. Yeah, but... that's, oh, oh, okay, wait. Now I like it. If it's. If it's, it's an action perspective shot. and he's throwing the apple and the guy in the hat is going to catch it in his mouth. Yes. Yes. Keep this, you know what? Keep this one. Yeah, I, I, Get rid I, of I, all the other ones. I, I like do this like one. this one. And the dog's playing poker. That one's that's that one that is, makes me laugh that, every time. That one's cheating. Can you see him? He's cheating. <laughs> he's got a little he's got a card slipping into another one. Frank is pretty sure, or Donna means she's pretty sure that he can get the paintings back to their rightful owners. She's like, just get the, get them the fuck out of my sight. I don't give a shit anymore. However, when leaving, Bob and Don are attacked by uh, someone in a car who uh, chases them, and he also has like a big They're shotgun. Shooting up the fucking car. Another, another has a tense, ooh, heart pounding <laughs> chase takes place. However, it ends pretty spectacularly. However, as they uh, they drive they towards end a cliff, up at a quarry, and uh, they uh, Bob and Don jump out of the Rolls Royce. That thing goes over the cliff and blows up real good. Immediately, Andrew. I when the car, the car, the Rolls Royce goes off the cliff, and I was like, "There's going to be an explosion." But what I did not expect was that the second, just it, the hood of the the second that the fender touches <laughs> dirt, the whole car just. Boom, blows up like the Death Star. There's like a shockwave that went through and out. Well, that's the thing is you were expecting it to crash and then Bob to be like, we could probably ding that out. And then boom, and then it's like, that'll be a bit more. Yeah. Instead, it's, yes, it's, it's like, you're all clear, kid. <laughs> Let's blow this thing and go home. However, this manages to get the 
the their pursuers off their tails because they think they've just died in a horrible explosion. The yes, the guys in ski masks look at each other, shrug, and then say, get back in the car. All right, and I guess, I guess, I guess we can, I'm dead. We, uh, do you want to go to Red Lobster? Yeah. Well, oh my God! Yes. Yeah. I want God. some delicious crab legs, and we'll go to the Red Lobster. <laughs> they have good food there, Mark. No, they have biscuits and that's it. Everything they else have, is disgusting. They have, biscuits. They, have the, they have the captain's feast. Andrew, is, we have something very important to talk about. Captain's feast. Yes, we in have, the back. At, at the end of the episode, all right? Fans, I'm going to I'm going to tease this. <laughs> this is what we call a teaser in the biz. A teaser. Stick around for the end to hear a very important message and discussion from Andrew and I. Uh, look forward to that. We cut to more commercials. The only one here that I have written down is something called O'Grady's Chips that is advertising Andrew. something called The Worst. <laughs> the Worst. <laughs> Which, again, we need to go back to this. I would buy, I would gladly buy a big, gross bag of potato chips that they, just, just... they were like onions, cheese, another type of cheese. Potatoes on the potato chips. Salt. Uh, like barbecue sauce, I think. Eat it, uh, you fucking monsters. Chives. Sour cream. Whatever we got. Just put it in your mouth. And then the guy eating the chips is sitting on a weight bench. <laughs> and you can see in the back weight, free weights. And <laughs> I was like, oh, there I am. Like... <laughs> Me sitting on a Norda track being like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, oh, God, I'm enjoying the work. I should have stretched. That one, that one tasted more like onion than an onion. I should have oh. stretched before I started the works. <laughs> we don't we don't need see we I love challenging people like a foods that hey, like bitch, you can't stand this this uh potato chip you know nowadays it'd be like you know they call it like fully loaded or or uh you know uh multiple tastes the flavor explosion now but but back then they're like it's called the works are you a fucking pussy then don't try these tato chips because these are the works that's what we need more of. We need, we need, I need to we be need, challenged. I need to be, I need to be talked down to. Be yelled at. Yes. First of all. Get the voice of my father. It, this one should also be called, the, the tagline no should excuses. be for this, no more excuses. <laughs> Eat the works, you fucking monster. And I said, well, I don't, I don't, I don't really like barbecue. No they, excuses. No more excuses. It's time for the works. <laughs> all right. I, I'm doing it. They're like, you don't need to clean your dishes if you just eat a bag of potato chips. <laughs> we come back to the show. The insurance lady from earlier. Remember her? Uh, vaguely. She was like double, double super secret undercover or something like that. Well, it turns out that her and the forgery person are in cahoots. Oh, you hate to see it. Is they try and break into uh frank gorshin's like uh secret layer yeah yeah sure and uh it turns out that uh, uh but bob hope and don amici were one step ahead of the game they're inside the room in the first place <laughs> they get the drop on these two and wrap up the case in a nice and tidy bow how yeah. did they know that they were working in cahoots well back when uh it turns out when bob hope was like hey the appraiser had a manicure appointment that he kept this insurance lady was there right and uh they pretended the the the, the 
the forgerer said mm-hmm. called her Mrs. Potts. Right. Which is her real name. Yes. But the thing is, is that she was under super secret undercover. Right. So he shouldn't have known that her name that was, that was Mrs. Potts. Name. Yes. So Simple that's why up. they were Miss in up. cahoots. However, they reveal this, they reveal their unveiling of the story over like what appears to be an entire day. Eight, yes, 18 hours. Because they they're like, breakfast. Yes, and they're like, well, when we were at the, the meeting and we saw, and then she said Mrs. Potts, then that's yeah. when I knew. Then we then fade- I was initially sus- suspicious, and then they're like at a ballpark. They're at a, like a Dodger <laughs> game. And the, like they're doing the wave. And he's like, but then he's, yeah, I she's still relaying to, the story. I suspect. And then they're like pitching dice in an alley. Uh, and, and then they're on the French kiss in America's cop as they're like yeah. opening a sale. Yeah. And it, then, it, this, and it goes then on and on and Bob on. Hope kicks the challenger and he's like, looks good to me. <laughs> now let's light this candle. <laughs> and that's the end of a masterpiece of murder. Mark, what do you think of this movie? Andrew, this movie amused me. Um, it's got Bob Hope and Don Amici in it. Uh, Frank Gorshin <laughs> is a delightful bad guy. I didn't like that they just forget about him. And they're like, really a, he wasn't really the bad guy though. Like, he's he, a bad guy. He's bad. Yes, he's part of he's the man of the, who is part bad. of the gallery. Yes, him and Egghead and King Tut. Yes, <laughs> the original Mister Freeze before he was cool. Um, and uh, yeah, it's I don't know. I just, I just thought it was a fun, disposable TV movie from '86. Like I didn't yes. think it was anything special, but I was also like. All right, yeah, this is fine. I would tune in and watch this. Uh, this is this is one of those things that just allows like baby boomers to tune in and be like, "Oh, it's Bob Hope and he's cracking jokes." But these jokes are just Well, yeah, they're bad, they're but like good. so are a lot of Bob Hope jokes. Some I guess like, like best jokes. You're like, "Yeesh." There is a, there like there is a moment when he's driving the old jalopy and he turns the radio on. And, and he says, "Don't give me any static." But then he hears a song on the radio and he says, ah, they don't make these songs like they used to. As he's hearing himself sing the song Buttons and Bows. Yes. From There's... Pale Face. Yes. There's also... Made famous in an episode of Frasier. There's also a joke where um, Don Amici mentions Cocoon. Correct. And then Bob Hope's like, well, I don't break dance. And then Don Amici's like rolling his eyes. And that's supposed to be a thing where you're like, he's in Cocoon. You guys know and that? He break dances. And he, bro- he break dances. He was in and, Cocoon. He won an Oscar. Yeah. And um, and uh, the son of Santa's there. <laughs> <laughs> so it says his name is Son of Santa. Santa. <laughs> they should, if they're going to do that, they need to look right in the camera. You need to tell me, the audience, when I'm supposed to be laughing. <laughs> what am I supposed to laugh at? And he's like, Talk about breakdancing from Cocoon. And then just look right in the camera. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was kind of dull. Bob Hope's quips just weren't enough to carry this thing. It also goes to show you by 86, it's like Don Hope's or Bob Hope's in his like 70s at this point. Don Ho's in his 70s by this point. Yeah. Consider, remember Don Ho? (laughs) He's singing in Hawaii. Um, also very important. We don't rep, we don't see him explicitly, but his presence is known. Yes, he's always singing about tiny bubbles. Yes, in the wine. 
I don't know. But this is this this is a again much like Izzy and Mo with uh, uh, the honeymooners. The honeymooners. It's a thing to just call back and say, "Look at this." The guys is, you used to love are still here. The shtick is not updated. Uh, let's see if this works, and it doesn't. But that's why he only did one. But you know, whatever. He's a, he's he's Hollywood royalty. Yes. He's comedy royalty. Yes, he's a star baby. Yeah. Uh, this this conversation you were going to bring up, the tease that you had mentioned earlier, Mark. Andrew, oh, if you've forgotten, <laughs> I'm going to be so so fucking mad. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, as you know, the Snyder Cut is coming. Yes, on HBO Max. On HBO Max, March 24. Four parts. Four four parts, four hours, giving us the story that we finally deserve. I already know where this is going. And Andrew, as you know, Snyder ain't alone. Denny's has announced that they will be releasing their own mother box that you can pick up. Oh, my God. For $130. Wait, wait a second. What is this? The mother box. Oh, oh, from the movie? It's a box. Yes. It's a cardboard box that you buy from Denny's. You pay them $130. <laughs> In this box, you will receive the Flash Burger, which is a cheeseburger. <laughs> the Bounty of the Sea, which is fish and chips, just like Aquaman loves them. Yeah. A battering, uh, what is it? A battering, uh, uh, oh brownie. This is, uh, and Andrew, when you think of, when you think of, uh, Wonder Woman, there's one food item that jumps to your brain roasted marshmallow. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Andrew and I have a history of going to Denny's whenever there is a tie-in menu. Oh my god, this is I'm, this tie-in looks disgusting. Oh my, I'm not. And it's one hundred and thirty dollars. One hundred and thirty dollars. And I think you get two energy drinks and two non-alcoholic. Why drinks. are they? What are they? Why are they doing this? Because <laughs> they hate us, Andrew. Who who wants this? If it's not you and me, then who is it? This is uh, why. Why this has to be the food equivalent of sexy pizza Halloween costumes, right? They put this out there because they're like, we don't have to advertise it. Idiots like Mark and Andrew are gonna find it and then post about it. Wait, I I just. Andrew is uncovering this for the first time. What did you think I was talking about? I thought you were going to say because it's on HBO Max, that means the Snyder Cut is a TV movie, so we have to watch it. And I was like, no. No. First first of all, hard and fast rule. If it's over 90 minutes. I know. I follow that rule. Get the fuck out of here. This is, this is, this is, I am spinning out of control on this. Uh, Element X. It's a vitamin energy drink. The Big Belly Burger. Eight ounce Angus steak burger with cheese, crispy, crispy potato and onion and a Wonderland burger sauce on a pretzel bun. The bats likes uh, dark chocolate with gooey salted uh, butter caramel Uh, ocean trench. Icelandic cotton chips with trench dressing. You little guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, doc, doc. I think I got the trench dressing. Uh, Martian man hunters. (laughs) 
shit jalapeno salsa and cheese cookies what the fuck <laughs> wonder woman smoked marshmallows and superman's corn and maple souffle with silver popcorn this is miserable <laughs> andrew it's a five course meal and it comes in a can what i'm in the no i'm not i'm not doing this this is this is beyond the pale (laughs) this is no too much no if they would if they did a hobbit breakfast that was in this box maybe but i how upsetting i'm I'm sad we're gonna have to break our rule on this one because oh i because again part again as i was saying before part of the experience is also is the restaurant yeah us going to see what that wonderful uh solo a star wars (laughs) story menu looks like uh, mark would you recommend <laughs> masterpiece and murder would i recommend the denny's mother box yes 100 yes, would i recommend uh I, part of the problem i one of the things that drags this movie down is while you're watching it you will invariably if you're a bob hope fan you will invariably be like I'd rather watch Road to Rio. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you would rather see the Hope Crosby stuff because Don Amici is affable and he's a wonderful actor. And but he's fun. He's fun here, but it just isn't. It doesn't. If you're expecting uh, him to be uh, goofing and gabbing and and doing riffs like back and forth, yeah, like Thing was like it's not the it's not, not the same. It's like let's just watch the guys in their prime. That's fun. So that is a masterpiece in murder. What are we watching for next time? Well, it's a new month, so that means March. It's a new topic. And Mark, we're in March, which means it's time for Monster March. Oh my God, monster films, monster, monster March, and we got a we got a banger. <laughs> if this isn't a Gordon True Blood, Andrew, I will be very disappointed. Well, we start. We don't. You don't. You don't lead with a showstopper, Mark. <laughs> You never lead with a showstopper. We've said this yeah, there's, before. There's a reason someone opens for Aretha Franklin. All right. She doesn't come out first. Uh, we're watching this from 1977 airing on NBC it is entitled Snow Beast. This wasn't an animal and it wasn't human either. Well, it certainly narrows it down. Did the other men see it? I don't think so. You didn't ask them? If they'd have seen it, they'd have told me. They thought Heidi was imagining things. They couldn't possibly think that of you. One word from you, it'd be all over town in a minute. Oh, it's a fine time to have a panic just before our winter carnival. I'm not hiding anything. I didn't tell the men because I wanted to get them out of the area as quick as I could. Not because you have a vested interest in the future of this resort. Grandma, I'm going to try to spell it out for you. Very simple. There's something very strange and very dangerous out there. And if I thought it would stay up there, fine. We could designate the area avalanche prone and just seal it off. Well, if it were going to come any nearer, wouldn't it have done so by now? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you thought Jaws was scary as hell, imagine if it's set in a ski resort and didn't have a shark but a yeti. Andrew, there's no beast like, like snow, beast. snow beast. Snow beast. That's one snow word. Beast. There's snow beast here. It's, it's, Werewolf, uh, there wolf. Snow beast? 
Says then what are we worried about? Says he's turning into Snow Beast. <laughs> That's for next time on Television Movie Night. Again, 1977's Snow Beast. Mark, if you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can uh, subscribe to us and listen to us on iTunes and leave a review there, which would help us out greatly. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, which you cannot leave a review there, but you can tell a friend to be like, you should go to Spotify and listen to these jerk-offs complain about the mother box from Denny's. <laughs> or you can subscribe to as us. as much as your favorite artists when you uh, listen uh, to Spotify. $130, Mark. <laughs> For what? For a delicious six course, for the Valentine's Day meal you deserve, <laughs> yes. not the one you want. <laughs> it, yeah, you will be hunted down. It's uh, you want to you, you want to know how I got this diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> That's not even the right one. It's you have, now you have to say we live in a restaurant society. Yeah. <laughs> that trailer looks awful looks like garbage looks uh, like one of the worst things i look forward to watching it <laughs> or you can subscribe to us on stitcher 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 which allows you to stream podcast directly to your smartphone uh you can also go to facebook.com forward slash tv movie night and uh find some information there and you can email us at tv movie night podcast at gmail.com all that information and more soundcloud.com forward slash tv movie night podcast mark is there anything else Andrew, uh, really good talking to you. Um, looking forward to Snow Beast. Snow Beast. And um, I don't have a joke. I was saying, I, I'm still thinking about the mother box. It's, oh, it's just, it's disgusting. It, it's, it derails you. You should, folks, it, it's no, it's no joke. Don't, don't look it up. It's, it's upsetting. Believe, yeah. Believe us. Believe us. <laughs> let us let, let us be tribute enough. Don't don't be like us. Don't be like us. Mm-hmm.